number three. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The Pete Callender Show. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. All this week, the Sussman trial has been going on. Michael Sussman, that is. Just, do you think it's kind of ironic or just a coincidence that you cannot spell Sussman without suspect? I think it's kind of the same. Oh, I think it's, I mean, I, I don't think that's coincidental. You cannot spell it. You need the, okay. So the FBI's former general counsel, guy by the name of James Baker or Jim Baker, not the televangelist guy and not the Republican guy. But Jim Baker, same name, uh, the former lawyer, the general counsel for the FBI, he was friends with Michael Sussman, who is suspicious. You cannot spell suspicious without most of the word Sussman either. Okay. Uh, He has now been charged with lying to Jim Baker. This has been the thrust of the case brought by John Durham, special prosecutor in... uh, this case in the uh, uh, trial that's going on for Sussman, this is the key point that Sussman lied to Baker. What did he lie about? He lied about why he was there giving the information he was giving. Okay. Now, you know me, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist kind of a guy, I am an Occam's razor kind of a guy. I like the auto pay, auto shipping features that they provide. No, I'm kidding. I'm Occam's razor. It's the most, the simplest, most uh, obvious explanation is probably going to be the right one, right? It's probably the, re- that, that's probably the truth. It's not to say that conspiracies cannot exist and all that, but I have my doubts about whether Jim Baker really didn't know that the information was coming from the Clinton campaign. Which, oh, by the way, that just got dropped today. Hillary Clinton directed the release of the uh, information. Let me go ahead and pull this uh, report up because I was just watching it. We'll go ahead and take a listen. This is on Fox News from about, oh, an hour ago. Fox News alert on the trial of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign manager, Robbie Mook, testified today that Clinton herself approved the idea of giving the Alpha Bank story to a reporter as part of the Trump-Russia narrative. As you'll remember, that suggested that there were connections between Alpha Bank and the Trump campaign server. The FBI looked into that and found nothing suspicious. David Spunt is live outside the federal courthouse in Washington with more. David? Hi, Kaylee. Good afternoon. Uh, There was a little bit of surprise in the courtroom when Robbie Mook, the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign manager, just answered a question casually that she personally approved uh, sending that story to the media. As you mentioned, it deals with an allegation or an accusation about the Trump 
organization, not the Trump campaign, but the Trump organization having a back channel to a Russian bank named Alpha Bank, which has some ties to the Kremlin, some Russian oligarchs uh, that are close with Vladimir Putin. So to give everyone a little bit of a backstory uh, on this story, because it is complicated, there are a lot of twists and turns. Hillary Clinton had a campaign attorney named Michael Sussman. He is on trial right now behind me in federal court because in 2016, September 2016, he went to his friend who happened to be the general counsel at the FBI, a man named James Baker. And Sussman said, James, I have or Jim, rather, I have some information linking the Trump organization to a Russian based bank via a back channel, via a computer server. James Baker took the information at the FBI. The FBI investigated. They found out there was nothing to it, Kaylee, as you mentioned. Hillary Clinton's team at the campaign also found out about that information. And we are learning today via Robbie Mook, the campaign manager. She personally was briefed on this allegation about the uh, Russian bank and Trump organization. And she said, OK, go ahead, give it to the media. And that's where we are right now. Sussman is charged with one count of uh, providing a false statement to the FBI. The trial's been going on for a week. It's expected to continue another week. But again, uh, definitely a little bit of a surprise in the courtroom, I think, from not only the government, but the defense when Robbie Mook uh, went ahead and admitted that Clinton herself uh, gave the go ahead for disseminating that story, which turned out to be false. All right. So why is that important? Why is it important that Hillary Clinton gave the order to release it to the media? The Durham prosecutors, John Durham and his team, are trying to make the case to this jury that this was a coordinated effort, that you had the release to the media and then the shopping of the information to the FBI. Once the FBI looks into it, initiates a probe, then you go to the media that at that point had been kind of hesitant to print anything. The New York Times was like, eh, not so sure. And it was frustrating the Clinton campaign. But if you can come back and say the FBI is investigating it. Now there's your hook. Does this, by the way, does this sound familiar to you? Does this approach sound familiar? It should. Anybody who is following the P-tape, the, the Steele dossier story, that's precisely how they laundered that information, false information, right? They laundered it through the FBI, through Jim Comey. They had this salacious dossier that everybody knew was false, but they used it in order to do what? To get wiretaps? Well, Pete, they weren't actually wiretapping the phones. No, they were just monitoring all the communications, so whatever. So they, they used it to get the FISA surveillance warrants. Lied to the FISA court about that. By the way, that lawyer that lied on those forms, uh, I think he's back. Yeah, I think he got his license back already. Temporarily suspended bar uh, by the bar, and now he's back, I believe. So it's the same thing. It's a laundering operation. You take the information. You give it to the FBI. The FBI then makes it newsworthy somehow. In Jim Comey's case, he made the Steele dossier newsworthy by doing what? The, quote, defensive briefing, right, to give Trump a heads up. Because, you know, Jim Comey, he's that kind of guy. I'm just going to give you a heads up. There's some pretty bad stuff out there against you. We wanted to let you know about it. Trump's like, oh, that's not true. This is ridiculous. Oh, I know, but just wanted to make you aware of it. So now that Trump's aware, Jim Comey then 
tosses it off to one of his pals. What's his name? Witters or Whiters, whatever. Benjamin Witters. And that story ends up getting into the media. Why? Because the hook. They wouldn't run it alone. They, they would not run the Steele dossier uh, dossier's information alone because it was unverifiable. They could not confirm it was true. Of course, we know now why they could not confirm it was true because it wasn't true, right? It was just made up garbage. But if Jim Comey gave a defensive briefing to the president, well, now that's just, you know, incidental the Steele dossier information is just incidental to the really, really important news story that Comey gave a defensive briefing to the president. That's That was the hook. And that's what the hook was in this case, too. The FBI is investigating. Meanwhile, the FBI analyst that took a first look at the information without the Peter Strzok contingent inside FBI management, right? without them sort of riding herd on the probe... When they took a look at it, they were like, this is garbage. It's all it, 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 it's specious connections at best. So that's how they laundered it. And now Hillary gave the order to go to the media. Are they able to show a coordinated campaign? That's where we are. Talk 1110-993-WBT. If you want to get uh, good coverage of the Sussman trial, Washington Examiner, Jerry Dunleavy, he's there, he's covering it, and uh, he's got a lot of great work that he's been compiling on this. Sussman is the former Clinton campaign attorney that shopped the story about the Trump-Russia-Alpha Bank connection shopped it to the FBI in order to get the FBI to launch an investigation, which was then relayed to media. Media then dutifully reported the story because the FBI is investigating. I am thinking Jim Baker, who was the FBI's lawyer, who got the information from his friend, Michael Sussman. They were friends. They worked together. And Sussman said, I'm just coming to you as a private citizen, not on behalf of any client. That's the text message, by the way, that's, I think, going to be really problematic for Mr. Sussman. Because he's right there acknowledging that he's trying to come in as just a citizen, yet he billed the campaign for the work. And the campaign was releasing the information to the media. And Hillary Clinton personally signed off on sharing the Alpha Bank hoax with the media. It was part of a coordinated campaign. That is obvious. It is obvious based on the track record as well with the Jim Comey and Steele dossier story. Hello, Spencer. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Hey, not too much, man. Hey, I was listening to the first hour. Uh, I think it was the first hour you were talking about the uh, dark MAGA, like the memers, you know, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poop stuff. posting, yeah. So, you know, what you're talking about now with the Hillary Clinton, you know, releasing all this hyperbole and bogus stuff and the media running with I mean, the dark, that's just the, the blow up in their face of all that. I mean, you know, like, I don't know if, you know, the people on the left understand. <laughs> I don't know if they understand why. 
you know, people are memeing Trump or whatever, like the way they are. It's right. because of, you know, how they portrayed him. And they were just like, all right, well, we'll just run with this. If you're going to say, you know, if you want to say Trump is going to be an evil dictator and emperor, you know, we'll just make him one. And, you know, we'll laugh at you. Yeah, <laughs> and it, well, <laughs> right. And I think, right. So it's hard to know what percentage of the the dark MAGA population are just the poop posters they're just doing it for the for the lulls, you know, doing it for the laughs. And what percentage of them are the actual, you know, I'm an authoritarian Nazi kind of person. I it, nobody knows any of this. But yeah, like to your point, it's it's the same thing with the deplorables. It's the same thing with the fake news hashtag. It's the same thing with the ultra mega. They they it's the same thing with the white power sign. They they step on rakes. Right. They yeah. set they set themselves up <laughs> for mockery. For and when they, and then when they get the mockery at them, they're like, well, you know, this is obviously some sign of something way more sinister. Well, I don't know. Maybe if you hadn't tried to plant the information with the FBI in order to win the election, maybe we wouldn't be mocking you as, you know, killing people in jail cells and such. Yeah. Like the way I always looked at it was like the way that, you know, Trump, of course, you know, I mean, I, I voted for him. I support him. But, you know, he, he says some ridiculous stuff. I sure. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, you know, part of the thing with, you know, the way he was portrayed and everything, I mean, he was darned if he did, darned if he didn't. Like, the way, uh, it's kind of hard for me to put it in words, but the way I see it is, like, you know, for instance, you know, they were saying, oh, he's going to be a dictator, he's going to, you know, they were complaining about how he's going to, you know, step outside of his powers and, right. you know, blah, 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 and that's what everybody should be afraid of. But when it came to, like, COVID, they were mad that he didn't right. step outside of his powers to stop COVID. You know, I had this, you know, what do you want him to do? I asked a friend of mine, I asked a friend of mine who is on the left and he's very much anti-gun. And I said, and this was the beginning of the Trump term. And I said, why would you want to go and take up everyone's guns? If you believe Donald Trump is a tyrant, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. Right. And this is the problem. There's no consistency in the arguments. You're exactly right. And And look, I did not vote for Donald Trump. I, I did not vote for anybody the second time. I voted for the Libertarian the first time. Nobody on the second time. I did not want to make the decisions. And so uh, I, I did not want to give anybody my endorsement or I did not want to give anybody my vote. Now, that being said, when Donald Trump did stuff right or that I agreed with, I praised him. Um, but I also think that, yeah, he was treated pretty badly by the media. I think he broke a lot of people's brains on the left and in the media, but I repeat myself. Um, Yeah, right. And they're still broken. Absolutely. Spencer, I appreciate the call, man. Have a great weekend. So one more thing, just a mayonnaise-related comment. Uh, So I want to tell everybody that if you're not getting extra or heavy-duty mayonnaise, you're not doing it right. you got to get the heavy-duty mayonnaise. No, that's That's, true. You're only going to find it in – that's what restaurants use. So you got to get it at, like, the chef store or, like, a restaurant supply store or something. Yeah. But if you get that, it's a game-changer, I'm telling you. No, that's true. That's true, and it is better than ketchup. Uh, Thank you, Spencer. I appreciate the call. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Daily Wire's Tim Pierce writing, Cybersecurity attorney Michael Sussman's defense team dueled prosecutors this week. Sussman is facing up to five years in prison. The trial began, uh, well, started Monday with the jury selection, opening statements, then were on Tuesday. Uh, They've been hearing testimony ever since. Sussman's looking at five years in prison on a single charge of making false statements to the FBI during a 2016 meeting 
with the Bureau's general counsel, the lawyer, in which Sussman made later debunked claims of a secret back channel that existed between the Trump organization and a Russian bank, Alpha Bank. The court wrapped up jury selection Monday, launched into the first day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This again, DailyWire.com. Prosecutors led by special counsel John Durham wrestled with Sussman's defense team, rhetorically speaking. As well as Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, the investigative firm Fusion GPS and the Democrat-linked law firm Perkins Coie over communications in the weeks leading up to the trial. This has been sort of the fight going on in the pretrial motions and such where they've been arguing about what gets in, what doesn't get in, what's covered under attorney-client privilege, which is kind of ironic because Sussman is making the case, or the defense, I should say, the defense attorney is arguing that Sussman went to the FBI, went to his pal Jim Baker and said, hey, Jim, got some info for you just on behalf of me, concerned citizen, not on behalf of any client. He then bills the Clinton campaign, his client, right? He bills the Clinton campaign and then turns around and gives the information to the media. Clinton campaign gives the information to the media. Sussman, who was an attorney at Perkins Coie, is accused of intentionally hiding from the FBI as clients, the Clinton campaign, and an executive at a computer analytics firm called Newstar. Or New, N-E-U star, Newstar. Newest star? Anyway, um, here's the thing, though. In the pretrial motions, they're arguing for attorney-client privilege to prevail and to block some of the communications between Sussman and Clinton and the Clinton campaign. If he was acting on his own behalf, why would any of it be covered under attorney-client privilege? He's acting as a private citizen, right? Defense attorney Michael Bosworth asserted that Sussman never lied to the FBI, and even if he did, it wouldn't have mattered because he's a Democrat. Oh, I'm kidding, but not really. Uh, Michael Sussman did not lie to the FBI. He said Michael Sussman would not lie to the FBI. His whole livelihood depended on his credibility with these agencies, and he would never throw that away. He was someone the FBI knew represented partisan clients. The FBI knew that he represented the Clinton campaign that summer. The FBI knew that he was an attorney for the DNC, the Democratic Party itself. So the FBI should have assumed that it was an opposition research hit, right? That's what he's saying. He's saying, look, Sussman showed up, and even though he sent the text message that says, hey, I'm coming as a private citizen, not on behalf of any client, the FBI should know that he's working on behalf of a client, and that's the DNC. And so here's the thing. I kind of believe that. I do. I kind of believe the defense attorney's argument here on just this limited issue. I really don't have any doubt that Jim Baker knew where this information was coming from. I think he knew full well. I think Jim Baker, the general counsel for the FBI, knew Sussman worked for Hillary, knew he worked for the DNC, got a bunch of this intel, came to him and said, here's this stuff. I'm a concerned citizen. Okay, Mike, thanks for passing it on. Or maybe it was more like, ooh, okay, Mike, thanks for passing this on. I don't know. But I find it hard to believe 
that Baker didn't know Sussman got that stuff from his client's work. Because Mark Elias, and we all in North Carolina politics know who Mark Elias is, right? He is the litigator for Obama, Eric Holder, right? He is the he is the Democrats litigator. He is their quote unquote super lawyer, their attack dog, the guy who files lawsuits against every Republican legislative redistricting map and then defends every Democrat legislative redistricting map calls the GOP maps gerrymanders and then defends actual gerrymandered maps by Democrats guy is a total unethical hack been censured by a court or sanctioned rather by a court in Texas already he took the stand because he and Sussman they were partners at that law firm Perkins Coie and Elias was in constant contact with Sussman. Elias was pressed on his role in pushing the Trump-Russia collusion claims. He took the stand, uh, what was this, Wednesday. Clinton campaign's general counsel and hired the opposition research firm uh, Fusion GPS. Sorry, this is the Elias Law Group. He and Sussman went out and started their, started this firm. Uh, they... Um, They were the Clinton campaign's general counsel, and they hired Fusion GPS, which hired Christopher Steele. Elias previously said that he was aware, yes, aware of Fusion GPS's plans to have Christopher Steele brief reporters during the election. And that he met with Steele in 2016 and that he periodically briefed the campaign about the findings from Fusion GPS and from Christopher Steele. Elias coordinated closely with Sussman on the anti-Trump research in 2016. Elias, when he was on the stand, was asked if he believed what Fusion did for Perkins Coie, the law firm where Elias and Sussman worked before going out on their own, um, was opposition research. And Elias said he wouldn't necessarily consider it oppo research, quote, but I don't want to quibble. We hired an investigative firm. See what I mean? Such a dishonest turd. He really is. He said most of the interactions with Fusion were in person, pointing to weekly check-ins at his Perkins office and phone calls in between. Yeah, because you don't want any record. You don't want any record of what's actually being passed, what information is being spoken. Right? Uh, What else? Elias said his meetings were typically with both Fusion co-founders Glenn Simpson and Peter Frisch, and sometimes, quote, Another guy, who was a researcher named Jake Berkowitz, who it is known focused heavily on the Alpha Bank claims. Elias said the purpose was to discuss needs that I had and the fruits of what they had of their work. He claimed Fusion GPS focused on Trump's litigiousness and also acted as a general contractor for him when he needed public records. The indictment from John Durham, special prosecutor here, said that Sussman, Elias... And Rodney Joffe, who was the IT guy that collected all of the data that they then tried to hand off to the FBI to prove this connection with the Russian bank. The three of these guys coordinated and communicated about the Alpha Bank allegations during telephone calls and meetings, which Sussman then billed to the Clinton campaign during the election, which would indicate what? That it's campaign work. See, there is no there is no wall here 
between the lawyers and the campaign and the FBI. There's no wall. It's all just information that's all swirling around in the same cesspool. That's it. Everybody's keeping everybody else up to date. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Daily Wire's Tim Pierce writing, Cybersecurity attorney Michael Sussman's defense team dueled prosecutors this week. Sussman is facing up to five years in prison. The trial began, uh, well, started Monday with the jury selection, opening statements, then we're on Tuesday. Uh, They've been hearing testimony ever since. Sussman's looking at five years in prison on a single charge of making false statements to the FBI during a 2016 meeting with the Bureau's general counsel, the lawyer, in which Sussman made later debunked claims of a secret back channel that existed between the Trump organization and a Russian bank, Alpha Bank. The court wrapped up jury selection Monday, launched into the first day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This again, DailyWire.com. Prosecutors led by special counsel John Durham wrestled with Sussman's defense team, rhetorically speaking, as well as Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, the investigative firm Fusion GPS, and the Democrat-linked law firm Perkins Coie over communications in the weeks leading up to the trial. This has been sort of the fight going on in the pretrial motions and such where they've been arguing about what gets in, what doesn't get in, what's covered under attorney-client privilege, which is kind of ironic because Sussman is making the case, or the defense, I should say, the defense attorney is arguing that Sussman went to the FBI, went to his pal Jim Baker and said, hey, Jim, got some info for you, just on behalf of me, concerned citizen, not on behalf of any client. He then bills the Clinton campaign, his client, right, He builds the Clinton campaign and then turns around and gives the information to the media. Clinton campaign gives the information to the media. Sussman, who was an attorney at Perkins Coie, is accused of intentionally hiding from the FBI as clients, the Clinton campaign, and an executive at a computer analytics firm called Newstar. Or N-E-U star? Newstar? Star, Anyway, um, here's the thing, though. In the pretrial motions, they're arguing for attorney-client privilege to prevail and to block some of the communications between Sussman and Clinton and the Clinton campaign. If he was acting on his own behalf, why would any of it be covered under attorney-client privilege? He's acting as a private citizen, right? Defense attorney Michael Bosworth asserted that Sussman never lied to the FBI, and even if he did, it wouldn't have mattered because he's a Democrat. Oh, I'm kidding, but not really. Uh, Michael Sussman did not lie to the FBI. He said Michael Sussman would not lie to the FBI. His whole livelihood depended on his credibility with these agencies, and he would never throw that away. He was someone the FBI knew represented partisan clients. The FBI knew that he represented the Clinton campaign that summer. The FBI knew that he was an attorney for the DNC, the Democratic Party itself. So the FBI should have assumed that it was an opposition research hit, right? That's what he's saying. 
He's saying, look, Sussman showed up, and even though he sent the text message that says, hey, I'm coming in as a private citizen, not on behalf of any client, the FBI should know that he's working on behalf of a client, and that's the DNC. And so here's the thing. I kind of believe that. I do. I kind of believe the defense attorney's argument here on just this limited issue. I really don't have any doubt that Jim Baker knew where this information was coming from. I think he knew full well. I think Jim Baker, the general counsel for the FBI, knew Sussman worked for Hillary, knew he worked for the DNC, got a bunch of this intel, came to him and said, here's this stuff. I'm a concerned citizen. Okay, Mike, thanks for passing it on. Or maybe it was more like, ooh, okay, Mike, thanks for passing this on. I don't know. But I find it hard to believe that Baker didn't know Sussman got that stuff from his client's work. Because Mark Elias, and we all in North Carolina politics know who Mark Elias is, right? He is the litigator for Obama, Eric Holder, right? He is the, he is the Democrats' litigator. He is their, quote-unquote, super lawyer, their attack dog, the guy who files lawsuits against every Republican legislative redistricting map and then defends every Democrat legislative redistricting map calls the GOP maps gerrymanders and then defends actual gerrymandered maps by Democrats guy is a total unethical hack been censured by a court or sanctioned rather by a court in Texas already he took the stand because he and Sussman they were partners at that law firm Perkins Coie And Elias was in constant contact with Sussman. Elias was pressed on his role in pushing the Trump-Russia collusion claims. He took the stand, uh, what was this, Wednesday. Clinton campaign's general counsel and hired the opposition research firm uh, Fusion GPS. Sorry, this is the Elias Law Group. He and Sussman went out and started started this firm. Uh, They... um, They were the Clinton campaign's general counsel, and they hired Fusion GPS, which hired Christopher Steele. Elias previously said that he was aware, yes, aware of Fusion GPS's plans to have Christopher Steele brief reporters during the election. And that he met with Steele in 2016 and that he periodically briefed the campaign about the findings from Fusion GPS and from Christopher Steele. Elias coordinated closely with Sussman on the anti-Trump research in 2016. Elias, when he was on the stand, was asked if he believed what Fusion did for Perkins Coie, the law firm where Elias and Sussman worked before going out on their own, um, was opposition research. And Elias said he wouldn't necessarily consider it oppo research, quote, but I don't want to quibble. We hired an investigative firm. See what I mean? Such a dishonest turd. He really is. He said most of the interactions with Fusion were in person, pointing to weekly check-ins at his Perkins office and phone calls in between. Yeah, because you don't want any record. You don't want any record of what's actually being passed, what information is being spoken. Right? Uh, What else? Elias said his meetings were typically with both Fusion co-founders Glenn Simpson and Peter Frisch, and sometimes, quote, Another guy 
who was a researcher named Jake Berkowitz, who it is known focused heavily on the Alpha Bank claims. Elias said the purpose was to discuss needs that I had and the fruits of what they had of their work. He claimed Fusion GPS focused on Trump's litigiousness and also acted as a general contractor for him when he needed public records. The indictment from John Durham, special prosecutor here, said that Sussman, Elias, and Rodney Joffe, who was the IT guy that collected all of the data that they then tried to hand off to the FBI to prove this connection with the Russian bank. The three of these guys coordinated and communicated about the Alpha Bank allegations during telephone calls and meetings, which Sussman then billed to the Clinton campaign during the election, which would indicate what? That it's campaign work. See, there is no there is no wall here between the lawyers and the campaign and the FBI. There's no wall. It's all just information that's all swirling around in the same cesspool. That's it. Everybody's keeping everybody else up to date. 